I'm Ben Solak, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Danny Heifetz, and Craig Horbeck. Join us twice a week as we talk everything NFL Draft and break down all the players who will make your team better. Except the Rams, because they don't really have any picks. Check us out on the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode of The Town is brought to you by FX's Feud, Capote versus the Swans. The second installment in Ryan Murphy's Feud anthology tells the story of acclaimed writer Truman Capote, once a confidant to society's most elite women, whom he nicknamed the Swans. Starring Naomi Watts, Diane Lane, Chloe Sevigny, Calista Flockhart, Demi Moore, Molly Ringwald, and Tom Hollander. For your Emmy consideration, visit fxnetworks.com FYC. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. It is Tuesday, April 18th. So there it is. Fox News has done what most legal observers said should have happened months and months ago. They settled the Dominion Voting Systems defamation case today. The number, $787.5 million, according to Dominion's lawyers. A huge sum, by my count, the largest defamation settlement in U.S. history, but still about half of the $1.6 billion in damages that Dominion had wanted. Remember, Dominion was bought by a small private equity group called Staple Street Capital a few years ago at an $80 million valuation. So this is almost 10 times that and about eight times what Dominion's projected revenue was for 2022. So a huge windfall for the company. Plus, according to its CEO today, Fox has, quote, admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees, and our customers, end quote. Yes, true. But in the settlement, there's no on-air apology, no real admission of responsibility here. And we're taping before the Fox News hosts go on the air tonight, but I'm seriously doubting that Tucker Carlson is going to apologize to Fox viewers for the lies. So the real question, has Fox learned its lesson about election lies or lies in general? The history of the Murdoch empire would suggest no. But now there's a precedent for others, including Smartmatic, another voting machine company that Fox hosts maligned. We'll get into that and what Fox actually said today, their statement, and why Jake Tapper was laughing on CNN when he read it. Eric Gardner, the legal writer at Puck, is in Wilmington, Delaware, where the trial was set to start. He's been covering this case closely. He's been on the show before, and I asked him to come by and tape this instant reaction episode. The Fox Dominion settlement, what it means, what it doesn't mean, and the unanswered questions going forward. From The Ringer and Puck, I'm Matt Bellany, and this is The Town. All right, we are here with Eric Gardner, national correspondent at Puck, where I work, and he is a legal expert and has been for the last few days in Wilmington, Delaware. How's Wilmington, Eric? Oh, it's lovely this time of year. Very tropical. Is there a bar for you to watch the Knicks game in? Is That's the real question. Yes, it's called Chelsea Tavern. That's where I'll be. <laughs> All right. So other than that game, there was a pretty significant development today. Fox News. Settled the Dominion case, or I guess people are saying Fox settled it, but really what happened was Dominion agreed to a settlement. I mean, Fox has wanted the settlement for a while. Dominion said yes, finally. So first, before we get into why they said yes, what do you think of the settlement amount? 
$787 million. Low, high, just right? I think it's just right. I think it's what Dominion wanted. In fact, it's exactly what I predicted that Dominion wanted. Wait, wait, where did you predict this? I I, I swear. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Unless it's public or I can see it, this is not going to be accepted as a prediction. I I spoke to many media reporters were around. They can testify. Right, right, right. Many in the Niagara Falls area. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's get into this. Why do you think it's just right? Well, uh, you know, I always thought that $1.6 billion was going to be a heavy lift, not because of the outrageousness of what Fox did, but basically because it's it's going to be very tough to prove the damages, to prove that, uh, you know, they had this lost enterprise value to, to you know, get the the jury so outraged that they were going to sock him with, with a huge punitive verdict. It could happen, but there's a risk. Yeah, this company was valued at $80 million, and they were essentially asking for damages of what um, my math that's 20 times what the valuation of the company was. So that was a big ass. Now it doesn't mean we had Doug Morell on the show, first amendment lawyer. And he said that the punitive damages could have gotten there and that this was such egregious conduct that perhaps a jury was willing to go there, but money in the hand is a lot better than money speculative down the road. And there would have been an appeal and Dominion probably wouldn't have gotten the money for years and years. Yeah, absolutely. And there's also a few other factors too. There's there's the the insurance maximums. So so you know what the insurers were willing to kick in to, to the settlement. There's the fact that Fox News has also got to do the calculus with the Smartmatic uh case still pending. Right, we'll get to that because this potentially does open the door for the Smartmatic case. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Smartmatics lawyers have got to be smiling today. So, so you know, just all this, all the factors, you know, it always seemed to me uh, that that this was going to be a settlement in the hundreds of millions. I did write that <laughs> last year. Um, I'm sure you did. I've, I've seen you say that, so I don't want to give you too much shit. Um, how did this come together? What is your reporting on what tipped the scale, what was important, not important, and why now? Well, let me start off with what wasn't important and something that a lot of people have speculated, but really had no basis. And what wasn't important was getting an on-air apology from Fox News. That was never going to happen. Really? Yeah, Fox News. Fox News. They, they have many legal battles in in front of them. They the last thing they want to do is is to apologize. Uh, I would just set off so many plaintiffs against them. Well, I know that's it, what they don't want, but isn't that really what Dominion wanted? No, well, I think that was a rumor. I think at the end of the day, I think Dominion wanted money. Not to be too cynical about this, but this was a huge investment um, case for them. I mean, they were paying tens of millions in legal fees. This is their business uh, right now, this litigation. And I don't think they could just, you know, risk it all and say, you know, oh, we're going to, you know, accept the lesser number if you apologize. I just don't think that that was really what they wanted. I think that you know, some people speculated that that's might have. Uh, I they speculated. Wanted. You can say that. I speculated. Yeah, I, I think, and, <laughs> and then I think there was a lot of wishful thinking from people who thought who thought that Dominion. I was- will admit that were the the fantasy of Tucker Carlson saying we lied to you and we're sorry. I think a lot of people had that in their heads, and it was just too delicious to pass by. 
Right, right. Dominion is not a proxy for for American democracy. Uh, they're they're out for themselves. Uh, there are law- lawyers who you know have a big stake in this case as well. Well, but walking around in Delaware, I'm sure the media people there are all bummed too. There was a whole media industrial complex that had built up around this case. There were people that were going to do, you know, three times a week podcasts. The New York Times was going to do a specific newsletter on this case. Like, there's a lot of bummed people in the media. I'm not sure about that. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of reporters and not one of them was looking forward to six weeks in Wilmington. Uh, maybe not, but I think their owners might have been. This was this was a story that a lot of people cared about. There were a lot of hotels and restaurants around here. The whole hospitality industry is a little bummed <laughs> that, there was, that there was a settlement. Yeah, I know. Um, so give us a little bit more background on how the deal did come together. Well, I can't say for sure how it came forward, but what I can say is that in the courtroom that that day, they had just picked the jurors. Um, the jurors did not look like a Fox News audience. Uh, so, so, so that was- tell us what they did look like, because I, if I'm if during voir dire, if I am the Dominion lawyer and I see a white male over seventy years old, he is instantly on my strike list. Yes, uh, and that, that is exactly what happened. Dominion struck all the white uh, potential jurors on, on the- Of all ages? Yes. Oh, wow. Do you have any sense of the diversity of the jury? The the jury was was more diverse than, than a DNC convention. No way, really? Yes, it was, it was pretty much Dominion's dream uh, <laughs> jury panel. Wow, in Delaware. Yeah. And so, I I mean, Fox News, number one, had to take a look at that. They were scheduled to to begin openings at 1.30 p.m. And the judge was a very big stickler for keeping on schedule. So when when this thing dragged on and it was going on for two hours, three hours, the jurors uh, were kept, you know, in a different room waiting. You know, everyone kind of sensed that there was something happening. And Dominion's faces, they were all smiles. They seemed very relaxed. There was a lot of shuffling on the on the Fox side, moving in, in and out of the room. You could tell that, that there was something afoot. You know, I imagine that ultimately, um, you know, the Murdochs had to make the call about whether or not to, to pony up that m- number. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that, that, that Dominion knew kind of what they wanted all along. And then they waited to this one last second to do it right before the case opened, right after the jurors were selected. That was the moment when they realized that this is what number they should ask for. And, you know, if they didn't get it, go to trial. But if they did get it, why risk the jury coming back with a lesser damages figure. Right. And that's, I think, what we all suspected all along was that there would be a number that would be acceptable to Dominion. I would love to know, and I I don't know if this will ever be knowable, how that number fluctuated. Did it go up when all the revelations came out about the Fox News hosts saying that, you know, these people are crazy on our air and Rupert Murdoch saying that his hosts endorsed the lies in the election? Um, Did it come down, perhaps, when there were some other questions about uh, whether the damages could ever get to the 1.6 number? Did it go up today when they sat the jury? Uh, I wonder about that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Fox News probably offered a few hundred million dollars um, months ago 
Um, I think that that they probably would have liked to have settled this case before the summary judgment motions, because that was what, really when all the embarrassing texts came out, the depositions came out. So if they could have saved themselves the, the, the embarrassment of that, they probably would have preferred to settle at that point. Yes and no. I, I had lunch this past week with a an executive who's been friends with Rupert Murdoch for years. And I said, what do I what am I missing about this trial? And he said, what people don't realize is that Rupert Murdoch has almost zero shame. This is a man who does not care what the rest of the media, what the rest of the world thinks of him. He runs his business and he does whatever he thinks is smartest for him in any given moment. And if he gets his name dragged through the mud by some media outlets that he considers elitist anyways, that it doesn't really matter to him. And you could tell when they're sitting there and all of this hugely embarrassing stuff is coming out about Fox News. And, you know, the question is, did it all damage the Fox News business. And I'm not sure it did for the first, you know, for the most part, we've talked about this. Most Fox viewers were not really aware of the details of the case because it's not being reported on Fox News or in conservative media. And now they're not going to have to apologize on air. So they're going to write a check. And I don't think the behavior on Fox News or the messaging that's coming out of the hosts is really going to change all that much. You know, they're going to watch themselves about the election lies. They probably aren't going to let Donald Trump go on and on about it like he once did or some of his surrogates. But day to day, Fox probably isn't going to change much. I think in some ways you're right. I do think that, you know, they will regard anything that Tucker Carlson says or Sean Hannity says as as just like a cost of doing business. And they'll they'll put up with, you know, some of the the, you know, the the worst lies that that are on those programs. But I think uh, uh, you know, when it comes to Maria Bartiromo or when it comes to Janine Pirro, there might be some reflection. I also think that future plaintiffs are going to be coming at Fox now. They're going to see this huge number. Uh, it's just going to embolden them. And if there's no kind of penance that's that's paid, if there are no blood sacrifices, I think future plaintiffs will, you know, point at this and say this is just a, a very reckless company. So they are really playing with dynamite uh, if they just stay the course. Blood sacrifice. Does that mean someone like Suzanne Scott, the CEO of Fox News, gets fired? They they have come out very strongly behind her. So I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know who it's going to be. I just think that that there's going to have to be some examination and it's possible that there will be firings. We'll see. Well, those that's going to be a very interesting thing. I also think, you know, people are underplaying the shareholder litigation at the moment, but uh, their shareholders are going to be coming at them saying that that this company has misled them. Yeah. What's the status of that? So some shareholders have sued the Fox board saying they were negligent in allowing these lies to go on the air and allowing this litigation to happen, correct? Yeah, it, so far, those are the lawsuits. But actually, I'm more interested in the ones that, that will probably come he, from here on. For for months and months and months, this company ha, has portrayed to shareholders that the resolution of these lawsuits, the Smartmatic, um, the Dominion cases, would not have any adverse material impact on its business. I think right. that there's going to be lawsuits that say that Fox News has has misled shareholders about uh, this litigation. And so, you know, we're going to be treated to more discovery about just what went on these last few months uh, within Fox Corp's headquarters about how to treat this very lawsuit. 
Um, you know, I, I I just don't think that that Fox's uh, legal problems are over. I think that this is that you know in in one way that this this stage of litigation is over, but there's there's going to be plenty more to come. Well, if you just start doing the math, I mean, Smartmatic is asking for two point seven billion, which is, if I do the math, about 40 percent more than what Dominion was asking. So, does that mean that the Smartmatic settlement would will get to a billion dollars? Maybe. I mean, one thing that you got to realize about Smartmatic is, unlike Dominion, they don't really have that much of a business in in the United States. Um, in some ways, they're a lesser plaintiff um, that they they you know arguably incurred less damage from a reputational from a business standpoint. But on the other hand, yeah, they are asking for more money. They are t- and the case is taking place in New York, which is very very slow when it comes to civil litigation. But uh, you know, <laughs> if Fox News pays out this mu- much amount of money to to Dominion, we can certainly expect them to pay out a lot to to Smartmatic. It's just a matter of like figuring out exactly what number. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's if it's about the same. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So I want to go through this statement because the Fox statement they put out after the settlement uh, had to have been heavily, heavily negotiated. I mean, every single word is chosen here carefully. I want to read it. We are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute with Dominion Voting Systems. We acknowledge the court's ruling, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward from these issues. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, Jake Tapper was reading that on CNN. He said he's he's sort of had a hard time keeping a straight face. He said it's one of the ugliest and most embarrassing moments in the history of journalism. Uh, You know, what interests me here is that it's an acknowledgement that they aired false things it's not an apology yeah absolutely right i mean i think it's the bare minimum i think it's it's basically acknowledging what everyone already knew what the judge already ruled um so you know for fox news to say that is doesn't break much ground what it doesn't do is it doesn't hurt them going forward it doesn't hurt them in future litigations it doesn't uh embolden any shareholders uh, to to sue, I think that that it's it's basically just kind of like status quo and and basically the minimum of uh, you know of what Fox News was willing to do. Well, it also 
doesn't hurt them in the court of right-wing media as well. If they had come right out and apologized for the lies, that's something that would have reverberated. I mean, we saw Donald Trump this morning on his social media platform saying that they should be saying this stuff was not false. They should be saying that it's all correct and that there was election rigging and you know all the other lies that were said about Dominion. And this is a message, I think, to that community saying, you know, we never apologized for what we wrote. We acknowledged that some false things came on the air, but we didn't apologize. And there's this language at the end of the statement. The This allows the country to move forward from these issues. The country wasn't on trial here. Fox was on trial here. Dominion was on trial here. And to say the country can move forward, to me, that is a kind of implicit acknowledgement that they probably at Dominion's request here are saying this stuff was BS and we are moving beyond the BS. Do you read it that way? Honestly, for me, it sounds like a line that would be in succession. It means nothing. <laughs> I mean, you don't uh, think it means anything allows the country to move forward from these issues, meaning we're not going to talk about election lies, hopefully. Anymore. I think the thing that speaks loudest is the money. And I think people will recognize just how huge a figure that is. And that will reverberate even in the right wing. They'll recognize that 785 million is 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 pretty big, is is a pretty well, big Well, maybe you know, I could I'm trying to predict the Tucker Carlson monologue and maybe, you know, harassment litigation, plaintiffs bar, all the talking points. Sometimes you gotta write a check to make a problem go away, even though you, you know, it's harassment, you're not admitting anything's wrong. I mean, by the end of the week, Fox will be the victim in this situation, according to Tucker Carlson, I'm, I'm betting. If you were, if you were dominion, would you have accepted say $50 million less if they, if they apologized on the air? Yes. Yeah, I probably would have. Again, it's not my $50 million. I'm not running uh, the, the private equity firm that owns dominion, but I think the, the goodwill and the lasting impact of that on-air apology, which the clips of that would have reverberated across social media for a long, long time. And Fox, you at least know that Fox News viewers saw something. Because at this point, you don't know that the average Fox News viewer is going to get this news at all. And if they do, I mean, obviously, it depends what the apology was and who would read it and all those things. But yeah, I would have taken a little bit less. To get that. You know, what's interesting to me is that they're able to even tell us what the figure is, because a lot of times you see in these settlements, there's a confidentiality agreement. So right. obviously, oh, well, that would have been a non-starter. I mean, to say we settled for an undisclosed amount, like, first of all, it would leak. That's what was very important for Dominion for, for them to 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 really show that they won this case that they that that they they got something out of Fox um, and that they they got this huge amount. Um, to, for them to be able to go up and triumph of, of it really speaks volumes, I think. And I, you know, I, I think people put a little too much weight on on the apology side of things. And what people will remember is that this is the largest libel verdict in in the history of the country. Not verdict though, settlement. <laughs> the largest outcome, the largest resolution. Um, do you know the Dominion lawyers whether they're on contingency or getting paid by the hour? 
That's a great question. I do not know. I, I do know that in in the months headed into the trial, uh, just based on what was in the damages report that that they were being paid, you know, something upwards of twenty million dollars. So it wasn't a complete contingency fee. They they sometimes were, they do a hybrid though, where you get a twenty. If this were pure contingency and they got forty percent of this settlement, that would be a windfall for these lawyers. But um, I'm betting they got a mix of hourly and contingency. I do believe, although I do believe that it was a pretty significant sum. There were, I mean, uh, there were a couple dozen lawyers on it, so they have to all split, split it, and a lot of firms on it. But it wouldn't surprise me if the lawyers walk walk away with, you know, at least a hundred million dollars of this. Of As this usual, thing. the lawyers on both sides win. They always win. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, give me your so your your big takeaway here. What will we we be talking about? three, five years from now about the Fox Dominion case? It will be a reflection on just, you know, Fox News's, you know, impact on on democracy and, you know, the putridness that that, that some, some of the things that they put out. And I think people will remember this huge, ver- you know, this huge amount, this huge resolution. And we'll see if it changes Fox News's ways. I think that will really... Um, play a part to how history reads this. The fundamental problem they have, though, is that Donald Trump, whenever there's a camera in front of him, spouts this stuff without control. So are they going to now have someone on the air to say those things that Donald Trump just said are not true? There's no evidence of any election fraud or anything because they didn't used to do that. And are they going to start doing that? I think they're going to have to have some reflections about how they should treat things, especially when, 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 you know, you cease and desist come and they're put on notice on it. They, you know, they're going to have to learn some lessons on on this. Oh my God. It'd be so amazing if, you know, Trump goes on Fox next week, says something and then dominion sues again. (laughs) All right. That's it, Eric. We'll let you go watch the next game. You're going to be writing about this for your puck newsletter. Look forward to that. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. All right, we are back with the call sheet. Craig, I'm excited you're wearing your A's hat today. Yeah, uh, I'm one of maybe 28 people in America who root for the A's still. <laughs> and they all go to every game. There's 28 <laughs> people at every game. It's affordable. The baseball games, I am a baseball fan. And I got to say, the baseball games are so much better to watch on television this year after the rule, the new rules were implemented. Yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing games come in at under two hours, which is is which is pretty much unbelievable. Most game, I know the the most games are a half hour shorter. They're about two and a half, two forty usually. Uh, very different from three and a half, which we were used to in previous years. The new rules are fun. It's faster. It's just a much better TV experience. Not as much when you're there. I've heard complaints from friends who go to Dodger Stadium and say it's like really backed up. You know tough to get food it's too crowded the traffic's worse because everything's crammed into these uh, shorter games and of course beer sales are down which people are freaking out about oh you're right yeah i mean people like to go to baseball people treat going to a baseball game almost like going to a picnic the game is kind of happening in the background and you're (laughs) eating and drinking and hanging with your friends i know now you got to pay attention it's like wait what (laughs) what just happened it's the third inning already i know the game's on 1.5 speed now Exactly. My prediction for today is I believe because of these changes that the ratings for MLB games 
are going to be up this year significantly, 10 to 15%. And for a sport that most people have written off as being for old people and not relevant to the culture, I think that is a very big deal. And you're speaking about national ratings or, or yeah. overall? I'm talking national. Now, it's it's too hard for regional games because it's so dependent on whether the team is good. Uh -huh. You know, if the team's good, they go up typically. If they don't perform, they go down. But for the national games, meaning Sunday Night Baseball and ESPN and the Fox Sports and FS1 games, I think those game ratings are going to go up significantly this year. And it's all the rules changes. There is a feeling when you watch these games that it is faster. It is more interesting. It does not feel like your grandfather's baseball game. And maybe I'm biased because I'm a fan, but I think it's going to be relevant to more younger people. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to push back and take the opposite side. Um, really? You still don't care? No, I, I don't think the game being faster makes me want to put on a random baseball game anymore than I normally would. I think baseball has a star. Try it, man. Try it. I'm not saying you got to watch, you know, the A's getting drubbed by the Yankees again, <laughs> but put on a decent game and it'll be, it'll be a better experience. There's just too many other options out there than to throw on, you know, Rays Yankees personally. <laughs> the Rays are actually good. I know they um, were 13, 14 and 0. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll see. I I'm, I'm pretty confident though. I mean, the, the ratings had dropped a lot on baseball and you know, the world series ratings, they were up this past year but nowhere near where they used to be. And, you know, this is a big deal. The whole RSN situation, regional sports network in baseball, it's a disaster. I mean, Rob Manfred, the commissioner, has been talking about someday perhaps even having a national system of regional digital regional sports networks where you could watch or opt-in or pay more for certain games. Like and a Sunday markets. ticket. Yeah, essentially. And But they got to figure something out because the model – for these cable channels is just not working anymore. You know, the numbers have come down so much that it doesn't make economic sense to support them. So they got to figure this out. Yeah, I'd love an MLB version of Red Zone where they just cut to all, it's just, it's called ninth inning and it just cuts to the ninth inning of every game. I'd watch that. Yeah, but most of the action doesn't happen in the ninth. It's got to be but, like a men on base cam or something like that. It should be like if a team is within two runs in the ninth, you can watch it for a fee. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Listen, baseball's every day, so there's got to be enough exciting stuff for people to watch, or you just watch clips online. Anyway, that's my prediction. That's the show for today. I want to thank producer Craig Holbeck. I want to thank my guest, Eric Gardner, and I want to thank you. We will see you later this week. Bye.